If you love scratches from the Virginia Lottery, you'll love the high roller blackjack scratcher with a chance to win up to 10 times your prize. Look for it at your favorite Virginia Lottery retailer. In fact, you can drive there right now. Now that's an everyday win. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 4.16. Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. I'm your host, Andrew Brandt. We're ably produced by Brian Neal and my music producer underscoring me is Sam Brandt. My son, Neon Bloom, is that new album he's got out, which you're hearing. Going to get into rants today. Got a few rants, obviously, about the NFL, but want to get into the NBA a little bit as that kicks off. And of course, business of sports is always most evident right before a season. And that's happening with the NBA as they come out of the bubble into the new season without a bubble. But we're going to look at a couple business moves going on there. So we've got a few rants today in the Brant's Rants edition of the business of sports. Let's get right to it. First of all, Carson Wentz. I know I've been talking a lot about this And since we talked last, we've had an interruption in the Carson Wentz saga, meaning that his backup, Jalen Hurts, second round pick last year, showed very well against the New Orleans Saints and seems like something after one week, obviously extremely early, way too early, but seems like a viable option for the future that complicates things. But here's my point. No matter how Hurts performs, it doesn't change the fact that they're stuck with Carson Wentz. I've staked my ground. I'm staking it again. Carson Wentz is not going anywhere till at least 2022, whether he's a starter, whether he's a backup, whether he's competing for the job, etc. And it's all because of the contract. We've talked about this before. It's a massive investment beyond the draft choices. The contract requires so much proration and dead money that it's just it's prohibitive. He's cheaper to keep. Now, I know it's cash, but let me just get the pet peeve out of the way. When people say, well, if he's traded, he gets $34 million off the cap cash, but it's $34 million cap, so it's a wash. It is not a wash, okay? It is not a wash because you don't have the player. It would be like having the highest paid backup in the league, but he's not there. It's one thing to have the highest paid backup in the league and there because quarterbacks get hurt. And Jalen Hurts is a runner. He's going to get hurt. It's one thing to have... Because if he's not there, not only do you have his number, but you have another quarterback and say it's a veteran, say you're paying him seven, eight, nine million plus the $34 million. So let's be clear. It's not a wash. Now, here's a couple of things I haven't talked about with Wentz. Should the Eagles have extended Wentz when they did? You know, before 2011, you could extend at any time. Since 2011, the new CBA, you have to wait three years. The Eagles waited those three years, and as soon as they could, despite some injuries in the two previous years from Wentz, they extended into this massive deal. Now, should they have waited? And it's all hindsight. It's all, you know, the Eagles have been the most active team in extending players early forever. I remember way back in the day, Joe Banner, before you could had to wait three years, would extend players one, two years out. Now they waited three years, and it's no surprise they jumped in on Wentz despite the injuries, despite having Nick Foles. They let him go, and they jumped in and extended him. So did the Rams with Jared Goff. So did the Chiefs with Pat Mahomes after three years. So did the Texans with Deshaun Watson. But there's some other examples where teams waited way back. uh, It sounds like way back, not that long ago. Andrew Luck and Cam Newton. The teams waited till the fourth year, not the third year, the fourth year. 
And then teams have waited even before the option year, which is the fifth year, to get the deal done. And of course, we know Dak Prescott, who only had a four-year deal because he's a first-round pick compared to, I'm sorry, he's a low-round pick compared to a first-round pick, which has which has five years. After four years, they did allegedly engage in a lot of negotiations, but of course, he's locked up only one year. So there are different models for this. Um, should the Eagles have waited? And if they waited one year, would the price have gone up? Uh, maybe. You know, maybe they'd be doing it at the time Deshaun and Patrick Mahomes were doing deals. Maybe they'd want a deal like um, Patrick Mahomes, which is long-term but low early money. The fact is they didn't. So I don't think you can jump on the Eagles for not waiting on the Wentz deal and putting them in the position they did. What you can say about the deal is the structure because they did the traditional bonus it out structure where it's huge bonus, then it's an option bonus, then you have a roster bonus coming up that's guaranteed. So basically you have a ton of future prorated money, which when you have a change, a trade or release, you have to accelerate all that unamortized bonus. That's what gets you in cap trouble. Now I said about the Eagles being active in in early extensions, they've also been active in cap money, doing what I always say is the best way to manage cap is pay as you go, try to match up cash and cap. But it seems like lately they've been doing more pushing out the problems and that's catching up to them here. So the Wentz deal is not structured in a way where you take early front loaded cap to match the cash and you don't have problems later on. Well, who would have thought you're going to have problems later on with Carson Wentz, but here you go. Contrast that to what the 49ers did with Jimmy Garoppolo, because in that situation, the Garoppolo deal was heavily, heavily weighted towards first year cap. I think Garoppolo's cash first year, you know, not not exact numbers was something like 42 million. Garoppolo's cap first year was, I believe, 37 million. So what you have with the Garoppolo contract is you have a lot of front-loaded cap because the 49ers have put themselves in position to get ahead of the curve, have a lot of cap money, have a lot of cap room, and they could load it in. What that does for you is guard against future problems. And who knows what will happen with Jimmy Garoppolo. But if they get out of that deal, they're in much better shape than the potential of getting out of the Wentz deal. And they're less removed from, you know, the, the sooner the, the Garoppolo deal was done sooner more recently, I should say, than the Wentz deal. So loading front cap is a great thing to do if you have a future problem and you always want to prepare for the worst. They didn't do that with Wentz. I don't know if they had cap issues. It seems like they've been doing a lot of veteran deals in recent years, whether it's Ertz, whether it's Fletcher Cox, whether these extensions going forward um, have put them in a position where they can't front load a lot of cap. We don't even need to get to next year and what they've got to do to get under the cap. But this is a, something you could look at. Again, hindsight is twenty twenty. I know the Eagles guys. I think they're extremely good at what they do. But could they have gotten ahead of the curve on the cap to load more Wentz cap money earlier? And now that's a problem. So that's where they find themselves. That's another take on this Carson Wentz thing. Again, people that want to trade him to the Colts, it's not fantasy football. This is real life. And they talk about, well, it's only 25 million, blah, blah, blah. Listen, 
the problem with trading Wentz is not so much for the acquiring team, it's for the trading team. And no matter how Wentz, if restructures, if a team wants to take him on, listen, that doesn't help the Eagles. <laughs> Their bet is made on this. So again, Carson Wentz, starter, backup, competing, persona non grata. He's there next year. That's my stake in the ground. Let's hear from our sponsor, DraftKings, before getting back to the rants. DraftKings Sportsbook, you know them, America's top-rated sportsbook app. They're here to kick off the 2021 basketball season with a no-brainer for all customers. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook, head to the App Store now. You don't want to miss this. To celebrate the return of DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a 75-point spread on the team of your choice on opening night. That's right. All you have to do is bet any opening night game. If your team doesn't lose by more than 75 points, you'll double your money. This Saturday, there'll be an endless amount of action to get in on, so don't wait. Head the app now. It's safe, reliable, secure. It makes it easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code ROSS, all caps, R-O-S-S, when you sign up to get a 75-point spread on opening night for a shot at double your money. That's code ROSS to get a shot at doubling your money on opening night for a limited time. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, let's get back to the rants. And since we just talked about the NBA, I'm going to talk about it here, the business of sports at the NBA. Two things. One, James Harden, James Harden continues to be in a Houston Rockets uniform, it just seems like that's not gonna last very long. He's become a problem. He's trying to cause as much angst, it seems, in the front office of the Houston team, so they do trade him. The end result of this is leverage for potential trading teams. I'm a Sixers fan. Would it be great to get James Harden? Yes. Would it be better to get James Harden without delivering to Houston Ben Simmons? Yes. Could there be a way they package a deal without one of their two superstars, so they get James Harden with their two superstars? Wow. Normally, you'd say no, but it seems like the Sixers, the Nets, have leverage because Harden wants out. How long is Houston going to sit on this problem where they have their superstar leveraging them, not the other way around? He's already gotten paid. He's already, the reports that he kind of controlled the team last year, you know, figured out I wanted to stay in a place too long, didn't want to have practice, you know. But here it is, player empowerment times 100 with James Harden. It doesn't seem like a way they can keep him on the roster and function because he has created a problem. He's going to get dealt, it seems, and most importantly, as a Sixers fan, and if you're a Nets fan or any other fan, they've got leverage. They've got leverage over the Rockets because he wants out. In my experience in the NFL, when it gets to a point where a player wants out, it's already over. You know, think about Jalen Ramsey. These deals are over. Now, what can you leverage in a trade? And the leverage is going to be from multiple teams. So if the Nets, the Sixers, or others are after them, then it comes down to what can you get? But right now, they don't have the leverage they thought they did because Harden continues to be a problem. Okay, my other note on basketball is interesting to me because I'm, you know, 10 years in Wisconsin, had some interest in the Bucks for a while. Giannis. Okay, Giannis does what everyone wants. 
He signs the $225 million extension. He's got a fourth year, fifth year option for him. It's great. People are celebrating. You know, everybody's happy in Wisconsin. <laughs> I hate to be Debbie Downer, but here's what, here's what you need to know. That doesn't necessarily mean Giannis is a buck for life. Because as we've seen, as we just talked about with James Harden, as we've seen with Anthony Davis, as we've seen with other players, having a long-term deal in the NBA when you're a superstar doesn't mean much. If in one, two, three years, Giannis decides, I'm out, (laughs) then he'll get out. If in one, two, three years, Giannis decides, I think I want to play with X in X city, it's over. So I don't want to be Debbie Downer. I don't, under, I don't want to rain on the parade of, of Milwaukee Bucks fans. It's great. He has foregone free agency. He has foregone the opportunity to listen, to be recruited, to listen to the pitches like LeBron has. It's not happening. But, but... If and when he decides he wants to go to pick a team, Miami, L.A., whatever it is, he'll get there. You know, it's like, again, I'm a Sixer fan. My boys are Sixers fans. They saw Ben Simmons sign a five-year max deal. They're like, great, we got him. I'm like, I don't want to tell my boys, but that doesn't mean we got him. <laughs> it means that he's foregone free agency but it doesn't mean he doesn't enter the trade portal at some point. That's the power that these NBA stars have. It's amazing. And the one thing I'll say is there are 25 players in the NBA. If they decided, if I've said this before, if Jeff Bezos decides, you know, I'm going to use some of my hundred billion dollars to start a league and I'm going to give each of these 25 guys, I don't know, a hundred million a year for a couple of years and then filling around them. <laughs> then you have got a better league than the NBA. You know, that is the power of these stars in the NBA. It's fascinating to me as a student of the business of sports. So there we are. That's my rant about the NBA. And speaking of money, We have a sponsor called Fundrise. We've heard for years that it's important to have a diversified portfolio, you know, stocks, bonds, mutual fund, that kind of thing. But if you ever looked at a breakdown of the most successful portfolios, you'll typically see diversified set of real estate. So why isn't one of the first asset classes you consider looking to diversify? Simply, it hasn't been available to investors until now. Fundrise makes it easy for all investors to diversify by building you a portfolio of institutional quality real estate investments. So whether you're just starting to invest in real estate or looking to add more, Fundrise has you covered. Here's how. They're an investing platform that makes investing in high quality, high potential real estate as easy as investing in your favorite stock. Whether you're looking at stable cash flow via dividends or for long-term growth, Fundrise has you covered. It manages more than a billion in assets. 130,000 investors, it averaged 8.7 to 12.4 annual returns, has earned more than 79 million in dividends. Its team of real estate professional vets and actively manages all their real estate investments. Easy to use website. You can track your portfolio's performance, watch as properties across the country are acquired, improved, and operated. 
via asset updates. So start building your better portfolio today. Get started at fundrise.com slash BOS. That's business with sports, BOS. Have your first 90 days of advisory fees waived. That's fundrise.com slash BOS. Get your first 90 days of advisory fees waived. Fundrise.com slash BOS. Now to my final rant, back to the NFL. We talked about this before. NFL doing a deal for Wild Card Weekend with Nickelodeon. There's going to be slime. There's going to be googly eyes. Isn't that cool? Yes, I like it. You know, the NFL is getting a mega cast with Nickelodeon. Here's my point here. Ask any NFL, NBA, NHL, Major League Soccer, WNBA executive what their number one challenge is going forward in marketing their product. And you will hear this answer. Attracting and maintaining younger viewers. That's it. You know, us old people, we're gone. You know, we're easy. You got the old folks. And if you look at all the league's demographics, they got the older people. How do you get a younger audience? This is one way. Now, I'm thinking younger in terms of 18 to 25, but Nickelodeon, get the 7 to 12-year-olds, great. You know, that helps too. So kudos to the NFL for throwing this out there. It's fun. And the other part of this is the future of Megacast, where you have an event you have it, uh, a coach's channel, you have another channel, you have an inside channel, you could have a betting part of it, and now you have a kid's channel. Makes a lot of sense. So as we go forward, I see more of these deals like the Nickelodeon deal we're talking about with the NFL. It's going to happen. It is the way of the world. Every marketer is looking for the same thing, younger demographics. I get it. It's important. It has to be part of the marketing plan. That's what you want. They're the people that are going to buy the products. They're the future. So COVID or no COVID, this is the idea for NFL marketing, for MLB marketing, where baseball is skewered older. For NBA, they're doing a good job, but they still need to get that younger audience. Soccer, soccer. You know, younger people are invested now more in Premier League soccer. What about MLS? They need to get that. So again, I'll say it again. The number one challenge for marketers for all the sports leagues is attracting and maintaining a younger demographic. Nickelodeon is a direction towards that. Kudos to the NFL. And that'll do it for this week's Brant's Rants edition of the Business of Sports. Thanks for Apple Podcasts. Rankings and comments are always appreciated when you listen to this. I have a newsletter now. You, it's free. It gets to you every Sunday morning in your email. Register at andrew-brandt.com. Follow me on Twitter, at Andrew Brandt. I now have Instagram, too, Andrew Brandt, too. And thanks to my producer, Brian Neal, my music producer, Sam Brandt. I'll be back next week with another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. It's different for everyone. One thing is certain, every day there's an opportunity for a win. Just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Everyday grab-and-go, everyday giftable, everyday fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher High Roller Blackjack, with a chance to win up to ten times your prize. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to a retailer near you. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 4.16.